This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, everybody, it's Lon Seidman, and welcome back to our monthly podcast. And I thought it would be fun to explore the Amazon ecosystem, amazon.com. They have a lot of hardware and a lot of services and a lot of content that they make available to us. And I thought, who better than to have the expert on Amazon join us, Elias Saba from AFTVnews.com. And he knows it all. So I figured we'd bring him on here to talk about the past, present, and future of Amazon services. So Elias, welcome. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. Good to be here. That's quite the intro. I don't know if I know it all, but, but yeah. I tend to know way more about Amazon than most people do, and so I'll, I'll try to do my best to, to get people caught up. <laughs> Great. Well, we are looking forward to talking about it, and I figured we would start with your site first because um, I think we got started around the same time, so why, why don't you tell the story because it's kind of a fun one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was 2014 or so, and basically I I, I was out of a job at the time, uh, and I was a software engineer for, for seven years or so, and my company shifted essentially, and and so found myself out of a job. And uh, the Fire TV came out, Amazon Fire TV came out, I think it was in April 2014. You bought it, you reviewed it, I watched your review because I was interested in it, and then you uh, put it up for sale on your, your store where right. you resell your, your reviewed products. I purchased it from you, and then I I liked it. And about a month after that, or so, uh, well, a month after it was released, not a month after I bought it from you, but a month after it was released, I started the the website AFTV News. Uh, well, actually, at the time it was not called that; it was actually called FireTVNews.com. Um, uh, Amazon sent me a, a very nicely worded letter. Oh, did they really? They, I didn't know this. Yeah, oh, wow. No, oh, yeah, it was like a it was early on. Assist? Was it like an ugly letter or just a nice one? No, no, it it wasn't too bad. Um, okay. It, it basically they they have I think it's a trademark. I'm, I don't know the, the term. I think it's a trademark on the word fire. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> I couldn't use fire in my URL. Um, well, basically because people would you know think that I'm associated with them essentially. Right. But this was I don't know maybe six months or so after I started the site, and so. But at that time, the site was very small. It was just kind of a, a side thing, and so I just renamed, renamed it to AFTV News, uh, and and yeah. So that, that's 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 moving a little little ahead there, but but yeah. Essentially, I bought your Fire TV. <laughs> that's how it, it all started. <laughs> yeah, that's how it started. I started tinkering with it and decided to to kind of start the site to to write about it. You know what you could do with it. You know beyond what you know the usual uh, you know people would do with it. Um, yeah, and that's kind of the, the start of the whole thing. It was uh, May, I forget, like mid-May or so, 2014. That's when I started right. the site. So you're about about four years into it right now, is what it sounds like. Then about the same time I started my thing up was was then. And, and how, how did oh. like? So I'm just curious about this because it's amazing how people find. First of all, it's amazing how we found each other, right? Just through whatever, yeah. right? The search algorithm. <laughs> and um, so exactly. you, you, what what prompted you to start? making a site about the fire tv was it the fact that there wasn't anybody else doing it was that was that what got you going yeah i mean 
it was a it, the product was a month old, so there was definitely not anybody else doing it. Um, basically, you know, whenever I, I get a gadget, especially something that's like Android based, where there's a lot of tinkering, you know, potential there. Um, you know, forums are the key. You know, I, I'm I'm a regular on XDA forums. I'm a regular on Reddit, um, way before any of this. And so, you know, I was reading up on all the different things people were doing with them, all the things that I could do with it, trying to get answers to questions that I had, and. I don't know, I have like this desire to organize data, organize information. And so when I find an interesting thing to do, an interesting, um, you know, project, uh, I don't know, I, I like to to write about it or, or lay it out. And it's partially, it was partially for myself, you know, I didn't expect this to go anywhere. I didn't say, oh, I'm gonna start a blog and I'm gonna make my career be a blogger. I mean, at the time I, you know, when I, I left my, my previous job, I, I basically decided that I was going to try to do my own thing. That that was my plan. Do my own thing so that I don't have to do a nine to five. Um, and it was actually mostly because my wife and I were planning to have a, a child soon, our first child. And, you know, I thought, hey, it would be awesome if I didn't have to, you know, get up every morning, uh, leave the house and come back at six and have like, you know, maybe a couple hours with my family before my, my kids go to bed. Um, that was basically, that was my goal, you know, to to not have to do that. And so... Uh, my goal was just to try to start something uh, to pay the bills uh, without having to have a nine to five. That, that's all I wanted out of it. And so at the time, I was just kind of doing little projects, little websites, little little coding things here and there. I had no idea what exactly I was doing, um, you know, what I was going to do. But the, the blog kind of just started because, you know, I've, I've spun up blogs, you know, just little little side projects, wikis, even blogs, uh, pretty you know, pretty quickly, you know, it's one of those things where I already have a, a web server because I host other sites. You need and, search you know, engine optimization and that kind of thing too, I guess, right? So you had a, a feeling as to how people could discover it, right? Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. I don't, I don't, I didn't go that far. It wasn't like, I'm going to start this site and I'm going to get everybody to find it. I'm going to advertise it. I'm going to push it. It was literally just, you know, uh, in the early stages, a lot of times it was like I would be on XDA. Somebody would ask, ask a question about the Fire TV or how to do something. I would literally know the answer. And so instead of writing out a big post on XDA or on XDA is a forum, by the way, for those mm -hmm. who don't know, it's like a Which developer is like forum. the forum for these Android kind of devices, right? If you want to get yeah, into it yeah. and really root it and do all that XDA is, is the place you go. Exactly. Yeah. If you want to learn anything about the nitty gritty, you know, you know, things about an Android device, you definitely go into XDA. And so I was a regular on there. And so if somebody had a, a question, you know, I could try to write it down on XDA, but things were a little limited. So what I would essentially do is I would, uh, go to my little blog that I had started, write an article answering that question, and then go to XDA and give them a, like a, a brief answer to, to their question and then link to my article if they wanted more, like a more in-depth step-by-step. Um, and that was basically how I kind of started things off. You know, I wasn't like advertising or spamming my links or anything like that. It was just like somebody had a question. I was able to answer it, I thought, you know, pretty well, you know, better on uh, a platform that I had full control over because I can have screenshots. I could, you know, um, you know, I had stylized text for certain things like the the ADB commands that you would have to run in the console to to achieve what you wanted. You know, I could do it a lot better on on my site than I could like on a forum or even on Reddit. Like Reddit was very limited, um, but 
that's basically how I kind of started the site, you know, and I did, I, at that time I had no idea what SEO optimization and all that stuff was. Right. I was just, now you do. <laughs> I was basically just, yeah, yeah. I've, I've learned a lot about it now that it's, you know, basically my full-time job, but that was kind of the start. <laughs> so a lot, and a lot, there's a lot of how to, we, as you've been talking, I've been browsing through your site and showing some of the how to sections here. So how to root your fire TV device, for example. So I'm guessing these things get a lot of traffic too, as far as people coming in and looking for that information. So, and you're generating yeah. enough traffic here to earn a living. That's pretty good, right? Was that, was that surprising yeah. to you that you could, I mean, you knew, <laughs> I knew you wanted, you certainly wanted to do this and it's not easy, you know, wanting and, and, and achieving are two different things. So how quickly <laughs> did you realize, wow, this is like working? Um, was, was it a quick? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I learned pretty, pretty quickly, you know, within the first few months that this had potential, you know, like I had, I had no idea it would. Um, I mean, one of the big benefits that my site or one of the unique benefits that my site had early on that helped me that probably most other sites or blogs like mine would not have is that um, there's the Amazon affiliate program. And so Mm -hmm. for you know those people probably watching this are pretty well aware, but essentially if somebody clicks through from my site onto Amazon and makes a purchase, I get a cut of that because I'm referring them to that purchase. And so because I was, Part of that program, um, and actually I was part of that program, you know, years before the site even started, just from previous projects that I kind of tried to do on the side. Um, and because of that, like, I think my, you know, my affiliate income was like probably, I would estimate like three times as much as your average blog at my level because I was writing about an Amazon product. For people who were very much fans of Amazon already and who were probably mostly Prime members. Right. And so they're so, clicking right through over and from you yeah, to them. Was, like, oh, there's that fire. Okay, so that's how I root the Fire TV. Buy it. And and they're in and you're getting yeah. your 4% or whatever they pay. It was like, pay. you know, yeah, for example, you know, if, if you want to follow this guide, you needed a certain cable. You know, it was like an A2A USB cable. That mm-hmm. was common. Was something that you needed for the original Fire TV. And, you know, most people don't have that cable. It's basically like the... Um, it's the male end. I probably have it somewhere around here, but you know, it's, it's this right here, essentially. Ah, there we go. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's that side of the cable on both sides. So it's right. a very unique cable. People didn't have it. And but, they didn't know which one to get if, you know, if you just described it. So linking obviously was very convenient for them. Oh, this is the one he's recommending. This is the one he says works. Why bother with it? And you sell enough of them, you can do pretty yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. So like it was that that affiliate revenue that kind of really like, you know, helped the site, you know, and showed me that, hey, this could actually be something, you know, if I just write about stuff that I'm interested in and, you know, the, that stuff happens to be associated with Amazon where people are already shopping, already fans of. Um, and that's kind of, it's kind of what really helped the site, you know, become a real, you know, viable you know job early on and i think this is important for people to realize that it's not it's not always about the traffic it's that if you are doing this affiliate thing which is a you know an action-based thing where even if you get i don't know maybe five thousand viewers a month which wouldn't generate much advertising if even 10 percent of them click through and spent i don't know a couple hundred bucks on amazon you're going to get a decent amount of revenue and i think too that amazon pays more for their own hardware on the affiliate program. So you get a little more yeah. than the default um, and you can do pretty well with it. So it looks like you picked the right <laughs> combination of things. To, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was not planned. I wish I could, you know, claim that I had planned this, you know, and I knew this ahead of time and that's why, you know, I kind of concentrate on Amazon products, but, but no, I, I, I luckily tripped into it. You know, it was just the device that I like to write about. And it just so happened that the two went hand in hand, you know, basically the revenue stream and, and you know, and the, the product itself basically, 
we're a match made in heaven, essentially. And so, yeah, like you were saying, that advertising revenue on my site, especially early on, especially like, you know, the first probably year or two years was was not enough to like, you know, make a living off of, for example. Right. But that that Amazon affiliate stuff, that that's what helps. Closing the gaps. That's for me too. When I got started, yeah. the affiliate revenue was far greater than the YouTube revenue. And that that's often a good starting point and a good motivator because you can see the growth and that uh, keeps you putting new stuff on there. So you got this site. You're focused on Amazon and Amazon only. Uh, did mm -hmm. Amazon, the really company, on just Fire TV, on just not Fire even TV, just, a niche of a niche. Literally, yeah, yeah. Right. it's that one little product. <laughs> and did did Amazon show you any love? Not at all. <laughs> so because they because obviously yeah. this is not and people have to realize that you're not working for Amazon. You're an independent no, no. Uh, yeah. creator, a journalist, if you will, covering one company. So what did they did they do anything for you early on, or you had to just kind of dig it all up yourself? Yeah, no, completely myself. Um, I mean, I I don't know exactly when like my first piece of contact with anybody at Amazon was. Um, you know on an official point because I was actually I was in touch and being contacted by Amazon employees fairly early on but they were just fans of the site they they worked for the company they liked the products that the company had and they would send me emails and like give me a heads up about things they probably maybe weren't supposed to right um just and to I've had that happen out. to me too by the way because you'll get nice. every once in a while you'll do something because and every this way I think is really interesting in, in every company there's a little department somewhere that worked on something that they're really proud of that nobody ever talks about. And if you focus <laughs> on that, you're going to, you're going to hear from people and, and, it, and it helps yeah. because they, they know that's appreciated. I, I mean, I remember years ago, I did a thing on Google two-factor authentication and somebody from the team, which apparently at the time was not a huge team, you know, emailed me to say, we loved it because somebody finally covered it. And you know, it's uh, a, <laughs> it, it, they, they appreciate it. So that, that must've felt yeah. good. Right. Yeah. No, no, it felt great. Yeah. I mean, it felt great to have the people who worked on the product on the device actually enjoy my coverage of it, you know, because, you know, sometimes I, I don't say the, the the best things about it. You know, I'll, I'll point out a flaw, you know, I'll be the first one to point out a flaw if there is one and, and, and point people to ways around things. And, and, you know, a big part of my site early on, you know, like you were saying, the guides, the guides were basically how to break out of the little the little, you know, walled garden that Amazon has created that kind of they wish you were you were in and stayed in. But, you know, I wanted to show people like, there's a whole nother world. There's a whole nother side of this product that you could do. And there's you know, it's not going to benefit Amazon in any way. So they're probably not going to tell you about it. But, you know, I'll tell you about it and I'll show you this. But so it was really nice to see that, you know, Amazon's employees were even like, you know, kind of backing me on this, even though their company might not have necessarily directly backed me. Right. Um, Things like sideloading applications, I'm guessing, was a big one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. That was a big one. That was a huge one. I mean, that was one of the things that drew me to the Fire TV to begin with is because it had a great set of features that were caked in, that were built in. And then if you knew how to, you could achieve all these other additional things. And so it was kind of like best of both worlds. Um, you had like the official stuff, the official Netflix, the official Prime video. And then if you found other sources that weren't officially supporting it, and remember, this was like early days where like, you know, I was I was writing like, you know, um, I don't know, you know, Hulu comes to the Fire TV, you know, right. so, like something like that, you know, big, big names that we take for granted now, but they were not on the device. So you people were sideloading, you know, mobile apps onto the Fire TV, you know, apps that were meant to run on a cell phone onto the Fire TV just to get access to that content that they couldn't get access to. Um, so so, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what I was doing. And and, you know, Amazon never explicitly told me like, we don't like that you're doing this or anything right. like that. Could you stop? They they never 
they never even like contacted me or anything. Like I said, you know, the first few years, um, I had almost no contact officially uh, with Amazon. Um, and when I eventually did get contact with them, it was really just their PR. Um, they kind of reach out like, we saw you wrote this article. Um, you know, could you also include this information? We think, you know, the readers of the article would benefit from it. You know, like say I was covering some feature and they wanted to highlight a certain aspect of the feature that I maybe didn't include in my article. They would, you know, maybe send me a little, a little note saying like, you know, you covered this or, or maybe I uh, wrote about something and said it, um, you know, it could be this way or that way. And so they would contact me to clarify, actually it is this way. If you wanted to let your people know, you know, um, you know, like early on, it was mostly kind of to keep their inbox emptier. Right. Right. Hey, this guy did this. And right. And I guess to some degree, yeah. even now, they they don't treat you like a partner. They treat you like oh, no. any other member of the press. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not even like at at like, you know, the the main press's level, really. You know, <laughs> so I don't you get sneak peeks or any any tips or anything. I don't get review units. I don't right. get, you know, that surprises me, by the way. They can't even send you a review unit. Even on loan, they can't even do that. That, that surprises yeah, me. Yeah. yeah. This year actually has been, you know, the the most friendly they've ever been. So I, oh, I really okay. think there's, there's there's been a shift inside Amazon, I think. Good. They're they're becoming much more open, much more public. I've I've heard this from actual Amazon employees. Like they uh, a while back, they were told as long as they they put a disclosure on like their Twitter account, for example, that they don't represent Amazon, they were allowed to talk about Amazon products. Whereas before, it was very much like a you know try to avoid talking about your work at by any means you know on your social media, for example. <laughs> that's what that's what the employees were told. Right. But like within the last year or so. There's been a bit of a shift, so it seems like Amazon has kind of opened up more, and and their and market have, share has grown considerably too. So I'm sure yeah. that helps, right? They're they're finding yeah, talking I think it actually helps, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's the right move for on their part, you know. And so like on, I've seen it on my part where you know it's mostly still just their PR that I'm officially in contact with, um, and this is like you know PR that's specific to the Fire TV, so it's not just like some some general vague you know, person that knows nothing about my site or what I'm writing about. This is very specific. You know, there's a specific Fire TV PR team, um, you know, and if I have a question, I can freely, you know, email them and I'll usually get back a, a response. So, you know, I take advantage of that, you know, whenever I, I need to. And they're, they're really nice. I've, I've met them in person at, at CES, which is, you know, where we, we met in person for the first time. Yeah, no, it's funny. Um, we, we've been talking to each other all these years. We never actually saw, you know, and I have this relationship yeah. with a lot of people and I, and I, I almost feel like, <laughs> Wow, I never met you before in person because you know we talk so often and it's just so funny yeah. to actually <laughs> put put like be in in play in the actual place with them. We did a video together too. Remember we did that light switch yeah. or something. So that was uh, yeah that yeah was that's fun. right that's right. <laughs> so I'm looking at your site out. now and you're a lot more than the Fire TV now. So you cover just about anything remotely related to Amazon. Is is that a fair? Uh, yeah yeah statement? um yeah definitely. I mean the site is still very much focused on Fire the Fire TV um, mainly, but. There's only so much Fire TV news and Fire TV articles that I can write about. And so, you know, whenever I have the time, which is usually, you know, I'll cover other Amazon related uh, devices first and then even services. Um, I always kind of think of the site as kind of the, the the blending of like two bubbles. One is Amazon and one is streaming TV. And so, you know, where those merge is obviously the Fire TV. And so other things in that Amazon bubble are obviously other other devices like the 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 I don't want to say the word the Alexa I'll say that'll be the first time <laughs> the I a, the a lady. first and last time I say it. yeah the a lady first and last time I say it you know 
Uh, but you know that that voice assistant and those devices, the Echo devices, the tablets, um, even the Kindles here and there. I'll, I'll, if there's some some news, but not I don't write that, about that too much. Um, but then I still also like to try to cover Fire TV competition. So I, I cover Android TV stuff, uh, Apple TV stuff, Roku stuff. Um, you know, definitely not as in depth as I do with the Fire TV, but right. But there's some um, relevance there to maybe a feature that that Apple well, today with the Apple TV getting Atmos yeah. support. That I saw you put that up there just to give people yeah. a context, right? A comparative there, so that yeah, yeah. I definitely, you know, I'm 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 not, you know, I mean, I am a fan, obviously, of the Fire TV, but I try not to be a fanboy. I don't, yeah. I don't try. And that to say, comes this through, the by the way. Product. It really does. I mean, I, I was gonna. I, I put in my notes to talk to you about this. Is that you're not a fanboy like where Amazon walks on water. You're pretty balanced yeah. in. This is what they're doing today, but there's other stuff out there. Yeah, I, I, I definitely try to, to to be that way. Um, you know, I think that's important. You know, like if, if Android TV has a, a good feature, I want to highlight it. I want to push it because I want it to come to the Fire TV. I want right, the sure. Fire TV fans to know what they're missing so that their product gets better, so that they ask for for you know they they send feedback to Amazon, for example, and make the Fire TV better because we're all going to benefit from it. You know, I don't want the Fire TV to just be the dominant product. You know. Um, uh, the the Kindle. I always go back to the Kindle, for example, because the Kindle is by far the most dominant e-reader. There's like no other competition, and um, there are uh, Amazon employees on the Kindle side of things who I've I've spoken with, and they're frustrated because there it's stagnant. Like there are no, there's nothing interesting happening with the Kindle because there's no reason for right, what more can you do? <laughs> exactly. You, you can know, make like, the screen more more white <laughs> than gray. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. <laughs> make it more white. You make it flip pages like yep. a fraction of a second quicker on this right. next model. Um, now you know you've got that Quint Kindle uh, Oasis, which is like the premium two hundred fifty dollar Kindle that is you know very thin, but and it's been out know, for two years and hasn't changed, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, they're on their second version, but there's there's nothing to do there. And you know, I I, I don't want the Fire TV or or the, the streaming device market to get to that point. So you know, I love the competition. I love that you know, uh, market share. You know, depending on which source you read, you know, Roku might be on top here, but Amazon's on top here, but Apple's on top over here. You know, I like that. You know, because that means everybody's kind of fighting for you know the best and greatest you know product. And we, the consumers, benefit. So let's talk about Amazon as a, as a hardware company because they didn't start out that way. They started out selling books. I bought a book from Amazon in 1997. I should have bought the stock instead. Like, I don't know. I mean, they, they, it's funny. They're one of the few companies that doesn't need to make money to have valuable stocks. So go, go figure. But yeah. um, so they started with the Kindle. It was an ugly – remember the first Kindle? It was really yeah. ugly and, and not like the – Sharp corners that dug yeah. into the sides of and your it, hands like it. It looked like an April Fool's Day joke, didn't it? But it but it became a big thing, and then you know the hardware kind of started flowing out from there. How, how long have you been following Amazon hardware this closely? Were you were you following it before the site started in 2014, or did you kind of start after the the Fire TV came out? I mean, I definitely wasn't following it that closely. You know, the Fire TV is really the first Amazon device that caught my eye. Um, you know, like I said, because it had kind of the best of both worlds. It had that, you know, it ran Android. You could tinker with it. And and for, for people who don't remember, this was the Fire TV came out before Android TV was ever announced. So like and it was you running know, Android, too. Right. So, it's, yeah. And it was running Android. It was, so, it was the first real name brand streaming device that ran Android. Can we talk about this, too? Because I'm, 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 we, we know that Android is open source. Um, so mm -hmm. Amazon took the open source component of Android and then put their own launcher on top of it. Is that what they? Is that what they did? 
Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, so and they Android, owe Google like nothing for this. There's no, they don't have to pay Google any kind of royalties. I mean, they they are just no. they just hijack that that part of the operating system. Yeah. Well, I mean, hijack is kind of a negative word. Because, <laughs> right. Right. I mean, they, you know, Google made it open source, and when you make something open source, you 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 are giving it away for free. You're making it available to anybody for anybody to use. Um, there are aspects of Android that are not open source. Um, you know, those are namely the Google products, the Google services, the Google apps, you know, and a lot of people think Android is worthless without those, mm -hmm. you know, so that's why you don't, you don't find an Android phone, for example, that's running the open source version of Android right. without the actual non-open source Google side of it, because right. that's, that's the key. That's the value of Android there. Especially that's the Google services, device. like the Google play store and all the other apps that, that kind of hook into that. Right. Yeah, exactly. If you want access to the Google Play Store, if you want access to Google Maps, for example, if you want all those background services, uh, a lot of apps will use Google's APIs to actually function. So the, the app itself will not work on the free open source Android mm. because it requires all of all that, that hooks, Google, right? all those hooks, you know, and Google, you know, those hooks are important. Google's doing a great job at, at creating those hooks for developers to use to make their apps, uh, you know, work better, work easier, you know, to, to speed up development. And so, you know, there's a lot of value in there. And um, for a manufacturer, a hardware manufacturer to have access to those you know, non-open source, non, well, I was about to say non-free, but they are mm -hmm. free also to right. manufacturers. Manufacturers right. don't have to pay Google for that. But what Google gets is, is making manufacturers follow their rules. Mm. So Which Amazon, of um, course, didn't want to do for their own product, right? Exactly, because there are many reasons why Amazon doesn't want to follow those rules, you know, namely the App Store, for example. Um you know, there's there's a big heated contention between Amazon, Apple, and Google about the app stores because um, any app that is installed through the app store uh, cannot sell anything digital without paying the app store provider uh, a percentage. So, for example, if you create an app and you want to sell your podcast, for example, through your app, you know, a subscription you know, for, for your podcast through the app, you, if you want your app to be in the Google play store or the Apple app store, or even the Amazon app store, you have to pay, you know, Google or Amazon or Apple, a cut of all of your digital revenue. Uh, it's only for digital goods. And so a big part of Amazon's business is selling digital goods, selling media, right. selling prime subscriptions, selling movies, videos, eBooks, you know, all apps, even games. That's a big part of their market. And so, they can't just give away 30% of that to Apple or 30% of that to Amazon. And so that's why they chose to just use the, the free side of it and not use that restricted right. side of it. And, of and have to be pay, right, become a, a patron of Google or, or vice versa, that they'd have to just continually shove money at them. So what they've done here is they've essentially taken that free thing, replaced all of the proprietary Google services that would require some revenue to go to Google, and they built their own. Is that a fair yeah they they built their own where necessary um but remember like with the fire tv for example um there there was no you know there was no android tv so it's not like there was a tv launcher they had mm -hmm. to build that you know there was no tv app store you know there was no tv version of netflix for them to just 
use at the time. You know, there was right. only a mobile and a tablet version. And you had these crappy Netflix. things from China that didn't work so great. I put a tablet yeah. on your television, which is yeah, yeah, still happens horrible. now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're using some air mouse to try to yeah. navigate on your <laughs> yeah, exactly. TV. And, and this is horrible. A, an on-screen, the worst is an on-screen keyboard where you're like trying to type with a mouse <laughs> with a remote. It's it's right. just horrendous. Like, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, that, that, was the, that was what Android on a television looked like before the right. Fire TV, essentially. Um, and, you know, so, so Amazon had to, had to, you know, out of necessity, build all of that themselves. They couldn't really, you know, just use Android TV's version of it because um, it didn't exist at the time. And then from there, we had a lot of other stuff happen, right? They've been developing the hardware. Uh, there's tablets that are out there. And the tablets came first. I think the tablets came yeah. before the TV boxes. It Not too much earlier. Um, but what's yeah. been funny about the tablets is that, first of all, I have, I have one upstairs, I got one for my daughter, the indestructible one. Um, and I, I talked about this on my, my weekly wrap-up video. That tablet has been used by – she's now two, but she's been watching stuff on it for the last year and a half. Um, and that has been dropped over and over again. <laughs> it is caked with yogurt. Um, that thing – like my, my daughter – the older daughter's iPad in the OtterBox case is smashed to bits. This, this iPad, I got it refurbished. I put it in the OtterBox case – the moment it came here, it was no, there was no, mm -hmm. it, it barely breathed the air before it went in. It is smashed <laughs> to bits. Meanwhile, the uh, Amazon tablet, even though it's got this two-year like replacement warranty as part of the deal, still <laughs> perfectly fine. And for what the kid's doing on it, there's nothing really that she needs the iPad for, right? So um, they've done a nice job with these tablets. They are now in the United States the number two tablet manufacturer behind Apple. They dethroned Amazon, dethroned Samsung, which was the tablet, you know, and the yeah. alternative tablet for a long time. So it looks like, you know, they're selling them dirt cheap. Um, they feel a lot like the cheap tablets I get from China, but they've got this Amazon interface to it, which isn't bad. Mm -hmm. And they've got a kid interface now too. So it looks like they're really starting to make some, some waves there. Are, are you using, you have kids, are you using Amazon tablets <laughs> at home too? I am not not with the kids yet. Um, we're we're trying to keep you know the, the whole screen screen time limited uh, where right. we can. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. But 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 yeah, definitely it is it is surprising how well and nobody really talks about it like the the success of these tablets. Um, I think it's because the tablet market in general has kind of died down and like mm -hmm. Amazon has found you know kind of kind of like what I do with my site. Amazon found this little niche where their tablets are kind of you know they they fit perfectly. You know, they're they're basically just media consumption. You know, you're. I always right. tell people, if you want to do any kind of work with a tablet, get the iPad. It's mm -hmm. far superior. And you, know, and you can barely do work on the iPad, right? So it, oh, it's yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. well, you know, the iPad has some some. The pencil's kind of cool, you know. right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, the pencil's kind of cool. There, there's stuff there. You know, Microsoft has put out their Office suite on there, and mm -hmm. and you know, Adobe's putting out you know some some software there for the iPad. But um, you know. You're not going to find any of that stuff on the Amazon side, and rightfully so because, you know, they they their focus on, uh, is on media consumption. You're watching videos, very light surfing, some reading, uh, some games here and there. You know, you're not actually like you know using it for work and and interacting with it too much. You're basically just kind of starting it and letting it go and 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 consuming off of it. And that's kind of the, their their little niche. And and you know by driving the price down to those ridiculous levels. I mean, when they're on sale, you get those Fire 7 tablets for 30 bucks. They were it's, selling them like in like... six packs, like you buy tacos at Taco Bell. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they have a 90-day yeah. warranty. Yeah, but, Tablet but Tuesday, huh? <laughs> yeah, Tablet Tuesday. And, they're, and they're, 
and they're almost disposable at that price. Yeah. So they, I mean, they have a, they really, a really bad warranty, but you know it doesn't matter, right? Because yeah. it's going to cost you more to get it fixed. So just send it to recycling. Um, and right. I haven't had one die on right. me yet. The thing is still. I mean, it's right. They, they build them pretty well. They build them. They yeah. know their audience. They know their clientele. Mm-hmm. They know they're selling them in that that free time kids edition version where right. they give you that year worry free. And so they know they don't want to replace them, you know, every every few months, you know, under that warranty. So they're, they're building them pretty well. And I think one of the advantages they have is that, you know, where where the iPad is super thin, there's mm-hmm. there's like there's not much room for give, you know, when right. everything is so thin, everything is so tight, you know, all, all the tolerances are so precise, you know, any little like, you know, torque on that screen is going to is going to crack it, is going to dent it, it's going to mess it up. Whereas right. The, the fire tablets, they're thicker, they're plastic, they kind of, you know, bend, they, they give a little bit more. And I think that's working to their advantage because of the use case that they are. Like you said, they're almost disposable. So and there's no expectation know. of quality when you're paying $40 for a tablet. So ah, it's better exactly. than I thought. <laughs> that's, exactly. And I say this every time I review them, I said, you know, it's better than I thought it would be at this price. Because I've yeah. seen, I have seen the bad cheap stuff. And this, this yeah. feels... Sort of like the bad cheap stuff, but it's a good cheap, and I think there's there's definitely yeah. you know some uh, some leeway there. And they have some they have a lot of free apps that you can get there if you're a Prime member, right? So there's some compensation to developers, I think, and and you're getting premium apps as part of your Prime subscription. And they have the kids thing. So uh, are you familiar at all with the developer program and how you can earn money as an app developer? Because they they have a lot of apps available that you normally see in yeah, the Google store for money. Um- there's actually no compensation though for for app development um, on Amazon's platforms for Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no there's no free apps through Prime or anything like that. Um, for a while they were running. Oh, I, yeah, I know just, what you're probably talking about. Yeah, that, that they had Amazon Underground free thing. Yeah, the Underground. Yeah. So that's gone. That, that they don't yeah. do that anymore. That is gone. Oh, yeah, they okay. got, they got rid of that. Um, it's still alive in the sense that they haven't actually fully shut it down. Okay. But they announced that they are shutting it down, and so it's kind of like on the tail end. They want people to kind of move away from it. Um, that was pretty much an experiment from them that I would say failed. And so what what they were doing essentially is that they were paying developers based on the amount of time that right, you, you used an app. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, they were spending on it. And so basically everything in that app store was completely free, even the in-app purchases for anything, uh, completely free. And they were compensating the developers for that. But but that it seems like it's over, huh? Yeah, that free ride's over. It oh. seems like it didn't. Like I forget the, the the details. I think if you're still using those free apps, they're gonna work through like 2019 or something like okay. that. But at some point, there they did announce that there is gonna be a cutoff. And yeah. so right now, their their app store is essentially like everybody else's app store. It's just these are the free apps up, and these are the paid apps. These are the paid ones. Okay, so no more yeah. freebies. And then on the kids side, and I fell into this because when I bought the kids tablet. Uh, I got a free year of this subscription service, which then becomes like a couple bucks a month. It's like I forgot what the price was, but it, yeah, I, I forgot about it. If you're a Prime <laughs> member, I think it's two ninety nine a month. Yeah. If you're a Prime member. Yeah, and there's like a per uh, device. So if you add more devices, there's it's a little bit more money. So um, mm-hmm. maybe in the cheapskate, I said, you know what, kid doesn't need that. So <laughs> add a cost, yeah, but... you really don't. I mean, the the best thing about that is is it's curation, and mm-hmm. so like um, if you're worried about your child coming across something they shouldn't, for example, um, you can kind of just pay this fee and know that there's going to always be uh, a pool of fresh new content available to the child uh, to use. I sound like I'm, I'm, I'm a marketer here for Amazon. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, but it's important I, for people to know how it works, like, right? Yeah. But yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the, that's the biggest benefit of the, it's called free time unlimited. Right. Yeah. Um, there's 
free time is their parental controls and free time mm -hmm. unlimited is their basically subscription content. And so, yeah, if you pay for that, you basically get mostly on their tablets. Um, uh, you get essentially a, uh, a pool of, I think it's videos, books, games that are, you know, normally paid, but, uh, approved for child use. You know, they have people who vet them, um, and it's 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 essentially a subscription app store, an, like an all you can eat right. app store for your kids. And it That's looks like they, it is. looks like they took what they learned from that underground store with Prime and and kind of brought it there, right? As far as compensation, yeah. I don't know I how they compensate, free, but free time came before. Okay, uh, yeah, that's right. It was there for a while too. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I found too, um, once you end that subscription, that kids interface kind of, kind of, kind of goes away. It doesn't really have yeah. the. It, it, you know, you got to pay for it to keep using it that way. Yeah, I do like yeah, though be, that the tablets have like a multi-user interface. So you can have, I can have a dad interface. My wife can log in and get her own profile. That's pretty amazing on a, on a cheap tablet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, these are, these are, uh, these are one of the benefits I think of, uh, the Android open source operating system, because these, the, the, the user features, for example, those are, I think if I'm not mistaken, were caked into Android. And so Amazon just had to build another layer, another level on top of that to, to make it work for their tablets. So, you know, that's the uh, advantage they have there by, mm -hmm. by using, uh, Android, which is constantly developing, constantly evolving, and you know, becoming better. So, what's going on with Fire TV? Because we, you know, we've we've discussed this offline. I reviewed the Fire <laughs> TV uh, three, as you did, and I felt like the Fire TV three was kind of a downgrade. We went from this really nice, high-powered box with an Ethernet jack and all this stuff that me as an enthusiast wants to see, uh, to something now that yes, does 4K, does the HDR, but looks more like a Chromecast that actually was not as powerful as the prior version of their product. So what are your feelings about this? We've been seeing these these photos. I think you had one of the cube thing that they, they're supposedly mm -hmm. working on for the enthusiast <laughs> crowd. What's going on with Fire TV? All of us enthusiasts are like, yeah. this stinks, but it seems like consumers are loving it because it's given them more of what they want. So uh, where's it at? What do you think? Yeah, um, I think it's unfortunate for for myself, for yourself, for mm -hmm. probably the people who are watching this, who who consider ourselves enthusiasts and probably want um, the the latest and greatest. But um, it is unfortunate that you know Amazon and I think all other manufacturers, you know Roku, um, you know even the Android TV uh, manufacturers, they're all they're going to where the towards where the market is is taking them. Um, as opposed to where, you know, the enthusiast is, is right. taking them. Where, it's hard to make money off us want. enthusiasts, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, because it's all about the numbers. Well, here's the thing. I mean, I, I've actually been, been – I've got like a rough draft of this article I'm working on, which is basically titled the, the you know, the enthusiast set-top box is a dying breed. Mm. And it's very much true um, because, you know, the – the the profit in streaming devices, streaming TV devices, it's it's completely in the services. Um, mm. Nobody's making money off of the boxes. Uh, not that nobody's making money off of the boxes. It's that there's so much more money to make off of the services. Right. Um, I Especially saw, if you own the serve, if you own the, the means oh, yeah. of delivering that. Because I think of like the the Nvidia Shield, which is the ultimate enthusiast box right now. But yeah, I, I think if it had. I can almost tell that the market isn't quite there because we haven't seen a real update in its hardware since it came out. Um, it looks like they took that box and put it into the Nintendo Switch, so something good came of it uh, for NVIDIA. <laughs> uh -huh. But I, I, I don't think they, they don't own anything beyond their, their streaming game platform, uh, which I'm yeah. sure is a difficulty. They're probably making a little bit of profit on the box, but Amazon, of course, has a different strategy. They need to, you know, they could sell the box at cost or less, right? Yeah, yeah, no, and I think they do. I think they do sell it um, um, below cost. Um, you know, it's basically subsidized because they're expecting to make money off of the services. And yeah, like you said, with with companies that actually 
um, hold both sides. Uh, you know, they actually have a content service like Amazon Prime. Um, you know, they're they're set they're set up to make even more. But you know, a company like Roku, I saw some some crazy some crazy uh, quote from. I forget who it was, either CEO or CTO or somebody had a, an interview with one of those like Bloomberg business or something. And he said something like 80% of the company's revenue comes from selling subscriptions from really? through their Roku devices. Yeah. No, it's, so they're getting a cut. So they have some cut of whatever people subscribe to on there. So it's like a exactly. little commission if, box. Huh, that's interesting. If you sign up, if you have that Roku and you hmm. sign up for Sling TV or or, or right. PlayStation View or something, well, Roku themselves is getting a cut. Yeah. yeah. And so they, I mean, he, I wish I had the quote. It's 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 in my rough draft, I'm sure. I always wondered but, about that because they're one of the, you know, they, they and NVIDIA are kind of the agnostic providers that favor no one because they- Not anymore. You know, they don't own any platform, but mm -hmm. they're, I was always wondering how they- because they still have a huge market share at Roku also, right? You, oh, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Roku, yeah. No, Roku is still a very dominant, you know, streaming box, mm. you know, if not the most dominant still, you know, like depending on which, you know, which place you get your stats from, you know, Amazon claims they're the number one box in America when they put out their press release. But then you get this other uh, survey that says, you know, Roku is number one. And then you get, you get, you know, Apple saying that they're the number one movie store or some, some weird. By all who we story. measure, we're number one, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I same as you. I always thought of Roku as, you know, the, the lone wolf who, mm -hmm. who's going to, you know, defend the enthusiast because right. that's their model. They're selling the best box, but that's not the case anymore. Um, they, they said they actually, they're, they're again, their executive, I forget who it was, you know, gave a quote saying that they are going to focus a lot less on hardware moving forward. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if like, you know, the, the Roku ultra, for example, doesn't get, you know, much of an upgrade, right. you know, next year. Cause it already, it already kind of. They from, consolidated. The, they had all these different high-end models that they just yeah. kind of lumped into one. And they had the, they had the Premiere, they had the Premiere Plus, and then they had the Ultra. Those were all like high-end boxes. They all did 4K. Some of them did HDR. Some of them had Ethernet ports. Some of them had optical audio. On this latest generation, they got rid of all of them and left only the Ultra, the top end. Right. And they didn't really improve it in any significant way. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, they removed something. I, I can't remember I what it was. I think they did take something out of it. Yeah, I remember it, seeing it. They took at least one port, like maybe the optical port or the yeah, micro SD slaughter. Yeah. Something. I'm, I'm not the Roku news guy, but yeah. Um, well, they but, hit a point yeah. where what more can you do with it? Because it looks like, and this, I'd love to ask you this question. It, it looks like consumers haven't adopted gaming on these devices. I mean, yeah. I, I game on my NVIDIA Shield to play <laughs> emulators mm -hmm. from, you know, well, so I'm well, not earning revenue for anybody. The NVIDIA Shield started life as an Android console. Mm -hmm. It was not, I mean, that's what NVIDIA called it. When they were right. very, the very first early documentation, when they released it, when it leaked, it was NVIDIA Shield Android console. It wasn't even like a streaming device. Um, and it was only like after, you know, the, that second generation device came out that they started offering it without a game controller because they saw that, you know, it, gaming on these boxes is nowhere near as good as gaming on an on Xbox, Xbox or PlayStation. You, you're not you'll buy that for a little bit more money and get much more power. And and even Amazon, remember they were selling a game edition of the of the thing, and they had all these games that they exclusively got. Shovel Knight, I think, mm -hmm. first made its way on Android on the Amazon box, for example. But consumers just never went there with it. They just want to watch their stuff. And now we've got smart TVs coming into into play. <laughs> um, so. Yeah. 
uh, some of these TV manuf- actually many of these TV manufacturers are getting very smart now, realizing that their interfaces stink. Um, so yeah. let's partner up. <laughs> so some TVs, I guess there's a lot more Amazon powered TVs coming out soon, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got 11 new models that are supposed to come out 11. this year. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, 11 actual models. So right, within meaning, a couple different brands. Yeah. Well, the, each screen size is a model. Got it. So, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's how they get to 11. Um, uh, we we just got the announcement of the first batch. Uh, they just went on pre-order, which was the uh, Toshiba one. So there's three mm-hmm. sizes from Toshiba. So we're gonna get you know a few more. Um, uh, element, which is sorry, not element. Um, Insig- insignia was right. it? Best, um, buy Best buys in-house mm-hmm. brand. Yeah, it's insignia. They're basically yep. the ones, and I have a feeling they're going to round out the, the the last of those eleven. You know, we've already got the three, and then the the remainder uh, are eight or so are going to uh, probably be, I think, insignia brands. And this is just an example of how the the services that you get through it are more, you know, are more profitable for the the companies then the actual hardware itself so right. Amazon and Roku for example and even Google with Android right. TV Roku's got their own TVs Google's getting yeah. into TV Roku's, right right mm-hmm. Roku started it they're the ones who did it first the mm-hmm. the Roku I think they they I think it was TCL that yeah, they teamed TCL. up yep mm-hmm. they did it first and I think uh, Android TV came second about a year later uh, they started showing up on you know basically Android TV the operating system right. running on and... a television you know right. as if you were connecting like a box to it. Um, yeah, um, Sony didn't adopt it for a little while. At first, I think it was Sharp, mm-hmm. uh, maybe Magnavox. No, Philips, right. I think it was. That was um, a funny thing at CES. I saw so many TVs that are not available here to us in the United States that um, were running with Android TV, but only a few brands actually launched it here. Uh, but there was many yeah. more overseas. So I think we'll be seeing more of it starting to come into play. And yeah, I think it's are, just going to be going. Are these TVs, you know, when we look at the, have you tested any of these Amazon TVs? I have I have the the first generation, so they just announced the, the pre order for the second gen. So, but I have the first gen, which was made by Element, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I, I I do have one. I, I bought one with my own funds, <laughs> right? You know, <laughs> Nobody paid you I, for I tried it. My gotta... hardest, I tried my hardest to try to get a, a review unit because that yeah. was an expensive buy for me. I oh, mean, yeah. I'm just one guy, and right. I'm like, oh, am I gonna buy this? And like, I I run the main Fire TV site, so I can't not get the Fire TV right. television. Right. So Which I was went the ahead only and one then, it. right? So you had to do exactly. It. Yep. It's the only one. So I went ahead and forked it over and, and, and your viewers want to know. It. That's one thing. It's like, you know what your viewers want. And every once yeah. in a while, it's like, yep, I got to dig deep in the wallet for this one. <laughs> and the hard thing with TVs, is they're so hard to package back up and ship out again. Right. So the bigger <laughs> it is, the harder it is to get rid oh, of it. Yeah. So. yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I knew when I bought that, I'm not going to like resell it or something like that. I was just going to take that, you know, take that and just, just use it. And I have been using it. Um, and I like it. I mean, is it, is it faster um, than the boxes are? What kind of, do they put like a pretty decent processor in there so you could play some games with it if you wanted to? It is. It is. The first gen is pretty decent. Um, it's uh, as far as gaming goes, that's, that's the only place that it falls short compared to the second generation fire TV. Right. Um, but it is still, it is still fairly powerful. It's basically, um, the, the the Element Fire TV Edition televisions, which is the official long ridiculous name, um, yeah. is uh, it's the second most powerful Fire device running Fire TV OS that is available. The 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 second generation Fire TV box that was the most powerful one because that, like you said, had a gaming edition. So they basically right. put they in a pretty up. decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they beefed it up pretty well. Um, and. And uh, the the TV box actually has a lot of features that that box doesn't even have. The mm-hmm. only thing it, it falls short, like I said, is the graphics. Um, 
but it has three gigs of RAM versus two gigs of RAM from on the box. It has 16 gigs of internal memory versus eight gigs of internal memory on the other one. It has gigabit Ethernet, which is which the box has uh, 100, you know, 10 100 right. Ethernet. Mm-hmm. It has USB 3.0, whereas the box has 2.0. Okay. So it actually is pretty decent pretty hardware I mean, for a first generation that's, too. So it'd be interesting to yeah, see how exactly. the second for one does. Yeah. Here's the thing: if you, if you go to my site and go to my comparison. Um, I don't know if you'd be able to bring it up now, but you'll see my comparison for the uh, Toshiba versus Element Fire TV Edition um, uh, televisions. Uh, so the new ones that are coming out from Toshiba um, right are, yeah, are worse than the first generation devices in many aspects. Huh. So yeah, the so GPU it's with a lower generation C- GPU, right? Yeah. 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 Look at all those bold marks. You know yeah. the the. The items on the left is the first gen. Items right. on the right are second gen. So you can see huh. a lot more bold marks yeah, on the they first gen. Yeah, cut a lot gen. of stuff out. They cut a lot, but look at the price. Scroll back to the top. Yeah. Look at the starting price. The you know that's right. a significant. It, that's they it. They dropped it twenty seven percent. Right. Um. So you got to cut you know, stuff out. Less RAM. Less storage. Exactly. Less powerful <laughs> Ethernet. Less powerful <laughs> processor. Exactly. No SD card. But they and you know what they probably know exactly what consumers are doing with these things they're probably tracking everybody's usage of it so they know exactly which things they can strip out to shave cost right yeah yeah i mean the, the first tv the first, <laughs> oh yeah the first tv had two usb ports most people right. don't even know what those usb ports can be used for right. so like why right. even have two of them i mean you know enthusiasts like us and if you go to my site i'll tell you plenty of what you could do with those usb mm-hmm. ports but most people you know they don't need it you know yet yet alone two usb plus an sd card slot um, so the new one basically just knocked all those out and put a single USB port and that USB port, essentially all you could do is you, you can plug in a thumb drive and extend the amount of time that it will pause live television. Mm. So it has a, a you know, while oh, you're watching over the air TV, time shifting thing, huh? yeah, it has a little yeah. time shifting. There's no DVR. Like you can't tell right. it record this for me, but you can rewind in a live program. You can pause a live program and step away. And so by default, it, it's limited by its internal memory. But if you, if you plug in a thumb drive, it will extend that to, I think, up to an hour. Um, but I think it'll actually go even more than that. Well, at least the first TVs, they said it would go up to an hour, but you can actually, it'll go much further than that if you if you have the space, if you, if you put in a, a big enough drive. But hmm. but yeah, they, they cut out the things that they, they could without right. really giving up too much. You know? Yeah, it like, looks like, I'm I mean, like, I look at what a consumer would see here. It's like, yeah, well, it's a little bit slower, but if you didn't have the other TV, you wouldn't know it, right? So yeah, it, yeah it's, exactly. It's not, it exactly. Um, and and, um, are, and are, are, are these t- the TVs getting updated? Because I, I see the prior editions on Fire OS 5. The new one's going to be on Fire OS 6. One of the big issues that I have with most consumer electronics is that they get, su- especially Android-based things, they get supported never <laughs> or yeah. know, one or two updates and that's it. Have they been updating these TVs? Are they, will the old one get Fire OS 6 or are they going to support two different operating systems? Um, specifically about Fire OS 5 and Fire OS 6, that's, that's kind of the cutoff. Um, Amazon hasn't said yet whether... Fire OS 5 devices will be updated to Fire OS 6. Um, so currently, the only Fire OS 6 device is the third generation latest Fire TV, that, that pendant one that you were talking about. It's right. the only device that's running Fire OS 6. Oh, interesting. Um, so the old ones are yeah. still on the old operating system. And they are still are they getting on the old, security they updates still... or anything like oh, that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're still being updated. Um, mm-hmm. Even the very first generation Fire TV from 2014, the one that I bought from you, right. is, still, <laughs> is still running... 
you know, it's not running FireOS 6, but it's still getting updated along with every other device. So all the security um, settings and that, because I, I know on Am oh, Android, like you get these cheap ones from China, there's never an update. And so you're on whatever security yeah. update it shipped with and that's it. So these are at least getting oh, that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, no, a Amazon has not dropped support for any of their Fire TV devices yet, which is which is pretty impressive considering the first impressive. one came out four over four years ago now right um you know the 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 only advantage to to fire os 6 really like um you honestly uh, well not you because you're awesome uh yeah i mean you know you're an enthusiast you know you know I, I will send you my check after the show here <laughs> <laughs> no no I'm, i mean yeah, yeah. In, you're awesome in the sense that you know what your device is capable of you know what you you know what your device can do but right. the average consumer would have no idea this device is running FireOS 5, this device is running FireOS 6 because right. everything's identical as, uh, as far as the features, the as far as everything. Right. It looks exactly the same. It's just what's it's under just, the hood. It's the underlying mm -hmm. Android operating system. And really the the only thing that people might want to worry about with, you know, for example, having a device that's stuck on FireOS 5 is third-party app support. Mm -hmm. um, so down the line, you know, at some point, uh, it's going to happen where, you know, um, Netflix or Hulu or something is going to say, we're not going to support this version of Android and older anymore. Right. Um, just because it's, it's more development on their side to support, right. you know, all of those older versions, you so know, there the might apps be will probably fall off first before the rest exactly. of it does. And exactly. Amazon has so, an interest perhaps in knowing what their install base is, maybe to say, Hey, we'll, we'll slip you some money to, or we'll help you finish this app just to keep it from going away. Yeah, yeah. And you um, develop an app yourself, right? You've got one of the top apps. <laughs> is it the top I, app? Is it the is it the it, top app or is it up there? It it is. I think it's the top. Um, it's the top in in overall downloads. I think mm -hmm. I'm I'm at 11 million or so wow. um, downloads. And what is this but, app yeah, called? It's, <laughs> it's called Downloader. Thank you mm -hmm. for 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 paving the way for a, a yeah. cheap plug. But um, but yeah, it's it's called Downloader. Um, it basically just helps you get more out of your Fire TV and helps you download. Uh, apps. It helps you with side loading. You know that's the most common use for it. Uh, right. You've covered it before uh, on on the the channel. Um, you have sixteen. On, I have it up on screen now. You have sixteen thousand reviews, all very positive. Yeah. Um, you have a version for Android TV also, right? But it's not. It doesn't work as well as the uh, Amazon one does. I do. Um, uh, for whatever reason, Android TV or, or Google's Play Store did not allow me to put a browser in the app right so it makes one the of app the features really useful the app, on amazon side of it right yeah it does um well it makes it useful on, on both sides because the the name the main purpose of the app as as the name implies is to help you download files onto the device you know these 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 tv boxes at least before my you know uh my app uh they had no way of actually just from the device itself connecting to the internet and downloading a file it was just not possible you had to actually use an external device to get files sent to to it um, so if you wanted to sideload an app like we were talking about earlier, you had to basically either connect the computer to it, and then some some smartphone apps came along that could do it. But there was no way to just pick up your remote and like you know find a file that you wanted to download either from Dropbox or something like that. Right. And so that was the purpose of my app, and you know I saw that people needed that access; they wanted that ability to just pick up a remote and get to a file. It works or get great. To... It's really yeah, easy people... to use. People like it, um, you know, they, it's completely free. Um, I've never, you know, charged for it or anything. People basically support it through donations and they're very generous. And I basically take those donations and throw them at my developer because um, <laughs> I, made the, I made the first version myself. It was, it was funny, it was, it was literally my first app that I ever made, you know, first Android app. You know, I was a software engineer, but 
Right. So you have some skill in this area. It's not like you just. Yeah, I have some skill in the area, but it was mostly uh, server side stuff, front end web stuff. That's my, you know, expertise. But I never made an Android app. And I I literally went to to YouTube, you know, looking for a tutorial, how to make your first Android app and made my very first basic, you know, version. All it was, was literally a URL field and a download button. You enter URL and you hit download and it'll download that file for you. And that's all I did. Um, It got popular. And then, so I, I basically hired a developer to, to help me out with it because it would take me like 10 times as long to do anything that he could do. So it was much more efficient to just, just, uh, to just tell him, you know. Right, you do this and, yeah. and you got like a little tip jar in there so people can tip you with their Amazon uh, account. Is that how that works? Yeah, yeah, basically oh, it's, cool. it's, it's, it's through the app store. It's like, mm-hmm. so the tips are essentially an in-app purchase, you know, right. okay. you're not, yep. you're not unlocking features or anything. Cause right. all you're the not features anything, are there. But you're, you're, send, yeah. you're sending your thanks for, uh, for that. Yeah. Help, you're sending so. your thanks. And if you want, if you want updates, literally you, you have to contribute because <laughs> once, once the tip jar reaches an amount, I break it and I give it to my developer. Yeah. And then so once it goes again, yeah. I break it and I give it to my developer. Right. So add this feature. We got enough money for it now. That's cool. That's exactly. Neat, so. Exactly. So um, have you learned yeah. anything about the app development process through this? Would you, would you think about yeah. maybe making a different, like your own app that you might sell or something? Did you learn anything from this experience? Yeah. I mean, if it, time is the biggest, you know, the biggest yeah. thing, you know, and most of my time with the site. So, but I have thought about other apps I want to make. I, I do have another app. It's, it's a dumb one um, called bookmarker. Basically um, it just, when, when Google, we could talk about this, the whole Google and Amazon YouTube mm-hmm. controversy thing where, right. where Google wanted their, the YouTube app off with the fire TV. And so Has Amazon that been Solution- resolved. Have they, have they finished that dispute or is it still out there? Um, no, it's still out there. Um, but you know, Amazon basically found a, a way around it, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's funny because there's a lot of misconceptions about this where you can't watch YouTube on the Fire TV, which right. is completely not true. And really not much has changed. Um, but originally, the, the, the YouTube app on the Fire TV was always made by Amazon. It was never – there was right. never it was a, a – web wrapper, right? It was just like a little yeah. thing that just pulled up the web – a TV version of the web site essentially exactly exactly and i mean uh, google's official youtube app for android tv is nothing more than a web wrapper itself also so it's not like the the fire tv's app was any worse than youtube owned you know youtube app for android tv um so the two were basically equivalent and so but because it was a web wrapper um and essentially all you were doing was bringing up a tv uh, interface of youtube.com. So if you go from a browser and go to uh, youtube.com slash TV, I believe it is. Right, you get the same you exact will, experience. Right? You will see that exact interface. Mm-hmm. And so all, that's all you're seeing. And so when Google and Amazon started having issues, Google decided to basically try to hurt Amazon. And so they put up a message on the Fire TV's web wrapper, essentially, because, you know, it's YouTube servers. They put up a message saying that as of January 1st, 2018, you would not be able to access this website through the Fire TV anymore. And so Amazon's solution was instead of releasing a YouTube app that was a wrapper, they released the browser, uh, the sorry, the, the Silk browser, the actual right, full-blown browser. browser. Mm-hmm. For the Fire TV, and I have a feeling they also um, talked to Firefox, the Mozilla mm-hmm. Firefox people, told them to release Firefox, you know, or told them this is a great opportunity for you to release Firefox for the Fire TV. And so basically, it's almost simultaneously, the Fire TV gained two web browsers, fully functional web browsers. Right, so it actually added functionality so, that was not there before. Exactly. <laughs> wow. So now... So now when you load up the YouTube app for the Fire TV, you get two buttons that basically say 
load YouTube through the Silk browser or load YouTube through Firefox. Hmm. And when you select those buttons, you get the exact same interface that you got before this whole mess happened. Oh, cool. And so yeah, I'm seeing it on your site right now. Thank you for the plug of all my thumbnails on your, <laughs> on your oh, yeah. screenshots. <laughs> no problem. Um, I, I, I try to where I can. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. So that's interesting. So, so it, at this point now, this, this is kind of a, a non-issue, but there's no official YouTube app for the Fire TV, nor has there ever been, but, but they're, they're no longer blocking it essentially. Right. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, the, the, the genius thing about Amazon was that they set it up in, in a way where if Google blocked it, they were essentially blocking YouTube from a web browser. Right. And that's, that's a big no. That. Right. They so can't they do that. Up. Blocking an app from a device, that's different. Mm -hmm. You know, you've right. got Netflix will keep their app from certain devices all the time. That, right. you know, the, the Razer Forge, if anybody remembers that thing, it was like yeah. one of the first generation Android TV boxes. It literally still to this day does not have a Netflix app because Netflix blocked it, you know, for whatever reason. I don't know the, the details behind the scenes, but, you know, that happens all the time where a service blocks their app from a device. I guess I gotta say, I think this whole YouTube versus Amazon thing has just been stupid. It's been bad for oh. consumers. It's been bad for creators. And I don't understand yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, I know I understand yeah. the business behind it, but we, it's just crazy. Well, you pr yeah, you know, we we literally could probably do an entire episode of the podcast on just that one topic. About Why don't we do that? Google I think that might be systems. fun to do in the I'm, future. I'm I'm happy to do that. You know, because yeah, there's a lot behind the scenes that a lot of people I think don't really actually realize what's going on here. What what the core of it all is, and honestly, the core of all of this, just to mm -hmm. give people a hint to that future episode if it ever yeah. happens, right? It's it's that thirty percent cut from the mm -hmm. app store. That's it. Um, so if somebody yeah. were to buy some content, premium content from yeah. YouTube, there's no mechanism. Yeah. So basically, Google and Apple dominate the 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 modern digital market because right. they control those app stores. And so mm -hmm. any anything anybody's consuming is essentially going through those app stores, and they're getting a cut. Um, Amazon got left behind. They their app store did not achieve that success, and so they are now basically they don't want to play in that game because they I would assume they can't afford it mm -hmm. because you know taking a 30% of their profit and just giving it to to basically Google or right. Apple is, is probably not an option for them which is why they didn't they didn't use Google in the first place they used their yeah, open source exactly. thing right just to keep their and exactly. and I guess they look at this thinking well if we're selling you this box at a loss and you're going to spend your time on an app that earns us no money then screw it we're just going <laughs> to well not yeah, gonna spend they, a lot of time they, they trying can't. to yeah, it's 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 not that screw it. It's that they can't play in that game. You know, yeah. if they you know for I mean one even little thing is obviously you know almost almost everybody has an Amazon account. You know, most people have shopped on Amazon at some point. You cannot actually use your Amazon account to pay for things if it's if it's on an app through the Google right. Play Store or the right. Apple. It has know, to be a Google abstract. transaction or an Apple transaction, yeah. right? Which limits that. And yeah. it looks like Google and Apple somehow get along better on their platform. Uh, yeah, YouTube has it has an app there, right? But it it's not on the other thing. So uh, we have a right. few more minutes left. I don't want to spend too much more time here, but um, because I I would I could spend five hours talking to you, but I think the viewers yeah. would would kind of zone out uh, after a while. Not <laughs> nothing against you or me. I think it's just you know uh, how much more can you <laughs> can you take on this topic? But I I wanted to talk about Alexa, um, because okay. it seems to me like that that I don't know if Amazon anticipated this becoming as popular as it was because I I remember you know the first unit when it came out the hardware was fantastic and i said you know who's going to want to have this listening <laughs> microphone in their house all the time and now it's ubiquitous it's in everything um yeah. it, and i'm sure you've talked to people at amazon about this i don't know if they've talked directly about the topic but do you think they were surprised by how 
quickly this caught on? I think they definitely were. Um, mm. But but I think they reacted really well. You know, they they saw the the potential really quickly because it was just like a side project. It was just you know the the first Echo when it came out, it was invite only to right. purchase it because I it was completely that. just an experiment. Yeah. And and I don't think they had any idea where it was going to go. I mean, I'm sure they had like some guesses, but I don't think they they knew because you know if you remember that very first Amazon Echo, like it was very limited. You know mm -hmm. all. You know, people even made fun of that initial like promo video where they had the family gathering around and asking the Echo, how do you spell a certain word? Right. Because yeah. that was like a key feature. <laughs> like, right. How right. do you spell, spell this something? word for me? Because <laughs> really, like the, the, the key features of the original Echo, the original Alexa was was, you know, play music, uh, ask very limited questions like, right. you know, how do you spell this? Ask for the weather. And that was basically it. There was no... There was no smart smart home integration. You weren't controlling yeah, lights house, with it. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's in the Apple TV no... or the Amazon Fire TV. It's in that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it you know within a year or so, it got it got added to the Fire TV. Um, yeah, the the original Fire TV did not have an Alexa voice remote. It had a a voice remote that was literally just voice to text. Right. You know, it was dictation. That's all right. it did essentially. Um, yeah, but yeah, then it became cool. Alexa. And so. Um, what what are we seeing now? Like, I mean, it's in it's in light switches, and we were at CES. Everybody <laughs> had a thing that worked with Google or Amazon Alexa. So it looks like it's it's made uh, some tremendous headway here. Is this available everywhere in the world? Because we talk about Amazon hardware. Amazon's not available everywhere to everybody. Is this is this mm -hmm. technology available to the entire world right now, or is it just in limited markets? Yeah, um, it it is limited, but it is stretching globally. Um, you know, just recently, like you know, within the last year or so, is where Alexa really started to break out globally. Mm -hmm. um, it came it obviously it was in the U.S. first, then it came to the U.K., then it came to Germany. Um, you can almost always predict where Amazon's services will go if you just basically look at their list of Amazon uh, sites. You know, they've got an Amazon U.S. site, they've got Amazon U.K., and then Germany, and then they've got like Brazil, they've got Mexico, they've got Spain, they've got France. Right. And they, they, it always kind of follows the same trend, and Alexa's been been following that kind same trend. Out. So, yeah, rolling out. Um, you know, it was only recently that the Fire TV became, or not the Fire TV, sorry, the Amazon Prime Video became right. available globally, and now it's available in like 200 plus regions or countries or territories or whatever they call it. Um, but Alexa is not available in that widespread, uh, mostly because I think it's it's more difficult because you're talking language about voice recognition yeah. language. Not just that, like they, um, you know, just just the the local things that you would do with it. Like for example, um, you can ask Alexa for local businesses and and when does a certain place open and how far are they and how's traffic to that location. You know, these are features that are very geographic and very specific to the location, and so. You can't just like roll it out in a software update globally, you know, and make it make it available everywhere without having all of that information, you know, caked into the to the product. Right. So, it's, so it's I think that's easy. what's limiting. Yeah, it's not easy. And then, like you said, the language is just a whole different thing. Whole you know, I think game. I think Japan, Japanese was one of the first like non-English languages that mm -hmm. got that got it, you know, and then Germany um, got Alexa. And so, yeah, they're they're slowly rolling it out, but um, you know, I'm, I think it'll just it'll be global, you know, within the the next year, you know, most likely anywhere, you know, you'll you'll be able to find it. And speaking of next year, what are some of the things that you're hearing about, excited about on the Amazon hardware front? 
Um, what I like about Amazon hardware is that it's never premium. It's always affordable, very consumer friendly. Yeah. It fits right into what I do. Uh, what should mm -hmm. I be looking out for? Where's that cube thing that they're promising? What happened to that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the Fire TV Cube, um, I was the one who leaked the information first. Broke that the was news uh, on that. And they weren't happy, I, I were they happy the about news. that or not? <laughs> they, well, they never officially told me whether they were happy or not, but okay. <laughs> I assume they're not too happy about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had some of my, my internal sources uh, let me know uh, about that stuff. And I was able to dig up some information my, myself um, on things. Um, There's a but, final but page, yeah. right? Yeah. So it was just uh, within the last month or so, they they finally, for the first time, acknowledged its existence, essentially, with this sign-up page. And so we know now it's going to most likely be called the Fire TV Cube, you know, based on that page. Mm -hmm. Um and you can sign up for info. That's kind of all we know right now. Um, based on the information that I, you know, was able to leak back, right. I think it was September last year, um, it's essentially going to be a, this cube-shaped device that has um, far-field Alexa capabilities, which basically means it's hands-free, so you don't have to pick up a, a remote and press a button to talk anymore right. to Alexa. You'll be able to just blurt out commands we assume it will be able to do everything that alexa can do right now so it'll essentially act as an echo dot you know pretty much um it has a speaker built in so even if you know because you're going to have this thing hooked up to your tv but even if your tv is off right, we assume you're going to be able to hear, hear back mm -hmm. responses because it has a speaker built in just like an echo right. dot so um yeah the idea is that you'll be able to go you know up to it and say you know alexa turn on um, I don't know, Game of Thrones, and it will turn on your TV and start playing Game of Thrones without you ever picking up a remote um, because it actually has uh, IR blaster capabilities built into it. Mm. Um, probably some HDMI we, control or something too, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm sure they're doing a whole bunch of combination of things to control, right. but it's got HDMI control, so it could do HDMI CEC for those who know what that is, um, and then it'll have that IR capability. And they, uh, the, the, what was it? The user guide for the Fire TV's Ethernet adapter mm -hmm. uh, leaked Mentions out. Mentions it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it shows an actual like sketch of the cube and on the back there's an IR port. Mm. So we assume there's going to be some kind of external IR emitter that you'll be able to like place somewhere. And that's how it'll basically turn on your TV, um, you know, and, and control things. So you know, the idea is you can, do, you can achieve all of this right now, but you have to kind of, you have to have a fire TV. TV you have to yeah, have an speaker. echo. Mm -hmm. You have to have like a harmony remote with the harmony hub right. that, that it's, it, it acts as the IR blaster. And so it looks like this fire TV cube is going to kind of be an all in one device. Right. It may that's not be we, any more powerful either, perhaps. Right. We don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it's not. Um, that's just the trend of the way things are going. You know, right. we, we saw the fire TV three, like we talked about was less mm -hmm. powerful than the fire TV two. We we hope that the Fire TV Cube is gonna be you know as powerful as device least. we're hoping for right but who knows, right? device yeah but it looks like but, it's like it doesn't have Ethernet because you got to buy the adapter to get that to work with it so that's yeah, one last yeah, yeah. little strike against it so what else are you excited yeah. about beyond the cube is there anything else we should be looking forward to or they just kind of drop stuff on us all, like random crazy yeah. items right like that, it is very random, that thing like, that sits that, in your closet what was that thing called the thing in your closet you know what I'm talking about the uh, Echo um, the Echo was not the Echo Show. But the thing that would like would rate your outfits that Amazon had. Oh, oh, the Echo Look. That's right. The Echo that's Look, right. The Echo like, Look that, came like, out of nowhere. Like, what the heck were they thinking with that? Yeah. Right? A, I don't it think good. that one. It worked. Well. 
It worked. It was. Yeah. It worked. It, it told me to put a belt on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it told me my 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 saggy oversized shirt was not as good looking as a well fitted shirt. So right, you know, it did. It. But I don't think that was a market that really took off because I, I think that device is still to this day in invite only. Right mode where you have to you know request to purchase it essentially and, and so it had I had like an intel atom processor in it. i think it was like yeah. pretty powerful so and I, and I like that they do this they just like roll this stuff out hey what's this throw it on the customers and see what they and they do this right they experiment with different things we've got all these different alexas now the echo show uh mm -hmm. which is now as you have on your site at a, at a new low price um yeah, you know, yeah. The, the little echo thing with the circle circle screen on there like that yeah. that's out there yeah. so there's a that, lot of those right here so yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, is that, is that the one I sent you, or that, no? I think you bought that one in your own. I can't. I sold it. To yeah, somebody. yeah. It wasn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. No, uh, I never. Okay. I think the Fire TV is the only thing I bought from you. <laughs> okay, so um, well, I'll, I'll let you know the next time I get anything, so I can unload it somewhere. So, yeah. uh, so good. So we don't really know what's coming then, right? We just have to wait and see. No, the, no, the they is... just they just drop things. Um, yeah. I wrote an article a while back that I I really think they're going to to work. I really think they're going to release some type of some type of device, some type of box that incorporates a TV tuner with some kind of DVR capability. Right. That would make like sense. I, yeah. Like I feel like that because one, one really nice thing about the fire TV edition televisions um, that most people don't even realize even fire TV owners is that because those TVs have tuners built into them, the, the fire OS, the fire TV OS They've added in a lot of nice oh. tuner capabilities so to right, the operating system. It's already there. So it's there on the TV. Why not make there. a box, right? Yeah. 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 You can pause live TV. You can rewind live TV. There's a program guide. Right. When you do a voice, when you do a voice search, it searches live airing content. Oh, so if you search, for example, for, I don't, I don't know, some TV show, you know, Big Bang Theory, for example, mm -hmm. you'll get the on-demand results, but you'll also get live results if it's currently airing or if it's going to air in the future it'll show you that information and that's a really nice interface it's a really nice feature that is completely lost on the millions of fire tv owners out right. there we have one of these things and, and they can even add it to the existing stuff too if they wanted exactly. to right yeah exactly I have your article I up here like... the prediction you got we got it up on screen here you've got a whole article about it people can read on the site yeah. and you yeah, predict this back in january so mark mark the day because uh... <laughs> mark the day that's what yeah. i'm thinking like if you if 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 I had to guess some new product that hasn't been leaked or hasn't been announced or hasn't been anything, I think that's that's something that it just seems like they've already got the software. So all they need is the hardware. Right. And I, yeah. I imagine it to be basically almost like an external hard drive. You know, think mm -hmm. of a box. Yep. You plug into your network, you know, headless, you just you just plug it in and you essentially access it through your Fire TV or through your mobile Amazon Prime video app. Um you know, it just seems like a given because they've already done the software. They've already done most of the, the hard work that's involved because they, they built these Fire TV Edition televisions. Um, and so just add add those features to the Fire TV. And and my readers have been asking for this type of device. So it's not like I'm, you know, I I can predict these things out of nowhere. No way. I've seen there. people are asking and, for this stuff. And Android TV is already doing it. So why not add, add, exactly. right? add it to the mix? So that should do it. Mm -hmm. Well, Elias, yeah, thank you. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> No, I was just going to say the NVIDIA Shield, you know, like I said, I keep track of the competition. The NVIDIA yep. Shield, fantastic device. You can already plug in a TV tuner into that box and get right. these kind of capabilities. And so From Amazon is just going to be Yeah, yeah. Amazon yeah. is just going to be catching up if they do actually release this. Right. So and I think play. that's... And they got it. Looks like a great interface from what you've got on the screen here. So, Elias, I want to thank you for joining us and filling us in on all the current Amazon stuff for some of our overseas uh, viewers who can't yet get this hardware. You probably will be able to get it 
uh, at some point. It's always very affordable, and, uh, and you certainly uh, do a great job of covering it. So where can people find you in the site? Uh, AFTVnews.com. That's the site. Um, it's basically a blog. Uh, it's my full-time job. I, I write on it pretty much every day. I try to cover uh, everything Amazon-related, and I try to cover a little bit of streaming devices that are non-Amazon-related also. But if you have a Fire TV, you definitely should check out the site. Uh, if you like Amazon's products, Amazon services, you should definitely check it out. I, you know, I even cover uh, Amazon's other non-media, non-hardware services. So if there's like some some change to Amazon Prime, for example, I'll, I'll definitely go in depth on that stuff too. Just to and you just find to, deals on deals on content. I see all the time. You've got like, hey, oh, this yeah. is this this app app of the yeah. day, right? So <laughs> that's there's, that's there's... like a niche that people really like. It seems yeah. like you know, I never never thought like I would cover deals as much as I do, but right. people like it. People always ask for it. People always thank me for for saving them money. So you know, I'm on the site all the time and stuff. And so whenever there's something that I think will appeal to my audience, you know, right, uh, I'll, I'll cut deals here. Yeah, yeah. It's free to post. Right. <laughs> so it's a good way to get going. I, I'm a Nintendo switch owner. I'm always looking for deals on the switch. So I'm constantly yeah. checking all the sites out for that. So I think it's a popular thing. Well, I want to thank you very much for joining us today, Elias. I'm sure we'll have you back on again in the future when something new from Amazon uh, makes its <laughs> way got- out there. I'm a big fan of the site and, and it's kind of fun to just, uh, you know, see us both growing together in this uh, crazy <laughs> new internet world that we're in. So uh, it's always a pleasure to uh, chat with you, and I'm sure we'll have you on again. Uh, so AFTVnews.com, everybody, is the site. And I want to thank Elias for joining us on this third episode of the podcast, the fourth if you count episode zero, which was our test run at this. So I want to thank you all for tuning in and listening. You can see us on YouTube and also on your favorite podcasting application. Until next time, this is Lon Seiben. Thanks for watching. This channel is brought to you by the Lon.TV supporters including gold-level supporters of the Black Eyed and Blues Music Hour podcast, Chris Allegretta, and Kalyan Kumar. If you want to help the channel, you can by contributing as little as a dollar a month. Head over to lon.tv slash support to learn more. And don't forget to subscribe. Visit lon.tv slash s.